Good morning. Celebrating presents. Oh, no? No. Not so, not so excited about that idea. We have had these on our stage um, in the lead up to Christmas, and yes, it's been a play on words for us. We've been thinking about the presence of God, not these presents, because this morning many people will be celebrating, opening up gifts, but not everyone will. Not all may be able to afford gifts. But God came especially for the poor, especially for the poor in spirit. It was about God present to us. God was making himself available to us. God saying, I am here, I am with you. We celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the presence of God with us. God is present with us. And so we're going to look at that now very briefly and very quickly. I was just looking at my message this morning. There's lots of words. There's only one word you really need to remember this morning. It's Jesus. Jesus. If you get lost, Jesus. Just keep coming back to that. And so uh, we read from our reading, uh, John. John, Jesus' beloved disciple, Jesus' beloved disciple wants to bear witness to what he has seen. He's seen, he's experienced, and he wants others to know. What about you and I? Have we seen, have we experienced the presence of God in Jesus? Will we bear witness as John bears witness? I think we can, and I think we're called to. And so John says, um, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And he wants to declare who he's seen. And who he's seen is more than just a human being. And he knows this. When he talks about the word becoming flesh, this is what we call the incarnation that God took on flesh, God became human. And he wants to bear witness that this is not just a human, but this is God himself taking on human flesh. Um, There's a famous quote by C.S. Lewis, many of you may have heard it. Let me read it to you, it's a bit wordy. Um, But listen to this. Um, He says, I'm trying here to prevent... Anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronising nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us, he did not intend to. 
So today, there will be people who may not know the true meaning of Christmas. And they will have heard of Jesus. And you don't need to look at the New Testament. History bears witness to the fact that a person lived whose name was Jesus Christ. But people just think, well, he was just a human. He was a good teacher. But John says, no, I know something more. He was God. And, and so he goes on to say, and different to the other Gospels, particularly the birth narratives seen in Matthew and Luke, you hear the story of Jesus being born. People saw. And so John is writing to people who saw Jesus and heard of Jesus. So they think in terms of this was a human But John starts his gospel very differently. He wants it to be very clear that this is God Almighty. In the beginning was the word. He takes you right back to Genesis. That's how Genesis begins. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So when John starts his gospel, he wants to take you right back before anything was. Take you back to the God Almighty you created simply by speaking. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. What was John's understanding of God? What was the people of God's understanding of God? Well, God was almighty. In Isaiah we read, uh, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is God, God who is above and beyond our understanding. And yet, even in the Old Testament, even for all the people prior to Jesus, God had made himself known. He'd come near. But God was about to come near in a way that was unprecedented, hadn't been seen before. And so in order to appreciate God's coming near, we need to appreciate who we're speaking about. This is God Almighty. He's pure, perfect, perfect love, perfect goodness, perfect perfection, coming near to us, imperfect, broken. And so this is God above and beyond. And so when John keeps writing in this first chapter, it then ought to dawn on us that this is very intimate self-revelation, that God has spoken, God has made himself known, but the way he's making himself known is more intimately than he has before. This is intimate self-revelation. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. He goes on to say, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This Jesus is being named as the source of life, the source of light. And this light, who is God, is coming into the world. This is intimate self-revelation. So God has spoken in all sorts of ways, but he's doing so in a very different way. Hebrews puts it like this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. In verse 3, the writer will go on to say, and, and this Jesus is the exact representation of God. This Son is God himself. 
So God has spoken in various ways, but, but now he's speaking. His, his very self is coming to us. He's making himself known in an intimate way. But this is more than just intimate self-revelation. This is intimate making revelation. What I mean is that God, through his intimate way of coming to us, is creating intimacy. This revelation of God in Jesus is making intimacy by making us very children of God, not just creatures, not just his people, not just servants, but children of the living God. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. For those of you that have been travelling with us over these past weeks, we've been looking at the Psalms. And um, early on in our Psalm series, Andrew spoke of a song in our hearts that God himself has placed by his spirit. That in Jesus' coming, in his death, in his resurrection, and the Holy Spirit being poured out upon us, the life of Christ being made available to us through the Holy Spirit, that this spirit inside testifies that we are God's children. We can call him Abba Father. In Romans 8, 15 to 16, it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. This God who is above and beyond comes to save us, comes near, comes to make us his own, to make us like him, to make us his children. This is intimate making revelation. This is the kind of revelation that enables our relationship to be one that is so close. But when we see the baby and when we see the manger, we know the whole story. I celebrate not just the birth of Jesus, but I celebrate all that Jesus stood for and came to do. We see the shadow of the cross across the manger. God made himself present to us in the birth of Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God has made himself present to us. Sometimes we may not recognise or notice his presence to us, Sometimes we might not feel it. But as we read the scriptures, as we hear John bear witness, and we remember this story, we remember that indeed God is with us. Something that I've been learning and still am learning about is that it's not so much that God isn't present with me. Sometimes God's waiting for me to make myself present to him. So God is present to us, but can we be present to him? And as we're present to him, see, it's a certainty that as we place our trust in Jesus and as we believe that he's come to save us, 
that God pours his spirit upon us and fills us with his spirit. God is with us. But in the moment that I make myself present to God, the moment I attend to his presence, it's then that the life of Jesus is made manifest in me. So the life of Jesus is in me, but it's manifest. That is, I see it and others see it when I become aware of his presence by making myself present to him. I want to leave you with a, my, a Christmas prayer. It's also my Easter prayer. It's also my prayer for every day. It's a prayer I pray that um, it's, it's the prayer I go back to all the time because it's the easiest prayer I can pray. And it's a prayer I can pray if I'm in the middle of a conversation, I can pray it and not actually be distracted. I can still be listening to the conversation. I can be in the middle of a task and I pray this prayer and it's not a distraction from the task. In fact, as I pray this prayer, I become present to God and I'm aware that he's present to me and he's always been present to me. And that as I pray this prayer, it transforms the conversation I'm having. It transforms the task I'm doing. It transforms the Christmas lunch that I'm at. It transforms my relationships with my families and friends. It transforms everything. I want to pray this prayer for us. And after I pray this prayer, I'm going to sit down and there's going to be a clip that you're going to watch. I just want you to listen. But this is the prayer. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you. I love you. Amen.